0: And welcome back. We do have some breaking news. We were just talking about the tugboat, right? Well, we just got word the tugboat has freed the freighter in the Detroit River. So uh, apparently it took uh, some reconnoitering this morning because they had stalled the effort to try to to get that uh, freighter um, unstuck. I don't know if there's another word to use other than unstuck. That seems so um, not very delicate, but that's what it is. So the tugboat did get the freighter uh, loosened. It's on its way. Uh, the freighter ran aground on uh, in the Detroit River on Monday, and this has been the source of a lot of uh, speculation as to what was going to happen next with that freighter. But finally, finally, this afternoon, they got it freed. So good for them. We're glad they're on their way, bringing all that wheat to Italy. I'm sure they were anticipating a lot of loaves of bread with that. So... We move on here on your Tuesday afternoon and we're going to take a little bit of a right turn here. Jews are fearful at the University of Michigan uh, campus. There's been a rise in hate crimes in the U.S., as we all know, specifically acts of anti-Semitism as well as anti-Muslim sentiments are rearing their ugly heads. uh, Caitlin Buss is a reporter for the Detroit News, and she's been looking into the Jewish students who say they are becoming fearful on campus at the University of Michigan, especially following the hostilities in the Middle East. Um, which escalated after the October 7th attacks that saw hundreds of Israeli citizens killed in a Hamas organized attack. Uh, welcome to WJR, Caitlin. We're glad you could join us. You've been out talking to the students at the University of Michigan. What specifically are they telling you?
1: Yeah, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Um, so, immediately following the attacks uh, in Israel, you know, we had some idea that this would probably be. Um, something that was happening on campuses, you know, throughout Michigan, as we saw happening kind of throughout the nation. Um, but it's taken, you know, until now for these students to really speak up. Uh, much of what I talked with them about has been experienced, you know, over the past seven weeks or so. And um, they've taken it on themselves to, you know, advocate for themselves. They've experienced, um, you know, in-class harassment or, uh, if it's not harassment, kind of not establishing, you know, facts that they know to be true, and they've, they've had, you know, um, conversations with professors. Um, they were very clear that the administration, you know, has supported them. They put out statements, Santa Ono uh, has been supportive, but they're really frustrated with their fellow students and professors and kind of the overall atmosphere, and they don't feel safe. Um, you know, their parents are talking to them, you know, take extra precautions. Um, they're not studying in the library. They're they're hiding their you know Jewish necklaces, um, stuff like that. And and for college students who particularly picked the University of Michigan because of its long legacy uh, with Jewish students, it's become a great institution because of Jewish support to some extent. Um, it's a really disheartening turn of events for these students.
0: Yeah, it's disheartening. Heartening for that reason, and on a broader scale for myself when I read that. I think it's disheartening too, because you want your college student to go to college, to test new ideas, hear new thoughts, learn how to listen, listen to opposing viewpoints, make your case for your thoughts and your belief, and it just seems like that's not what's happening here. That it's um, that that they're uh, they're at odds instead of listening at all to one another.
1: Yeah, I, I think the idea of having um, civil discourse over this and, and even heated discourse is okay. And, and I, I know all of us as Americans and campuses as places of free speech and where that's always been promoted, that's expected. I think what we're seeing now is a, 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 a tendency toward force and hateful rhetoric. Yeah. Um, that And they're not getting protection um, in the same way that some of these other groups that have also experienced an increase in hateful rhetoric and hate crimes, you know, are getting that same protection. Um, there's two resolutions up with the student body this week. One is very anti-Israel, um, calls it a genocide, you know, what they're doing, a genocide, an apartheid state, um, words like that. And then there's another resolution um, to kind of support Israel but kind of, you know, condemn hate overall. So these Jewish students are very concerned about it passing. Um, you know, they told me they think it, it could pass and what that will do to campus is just obviously further divide it um, and set a precedent for other colleges to be able to do the same thing.
0: I was going to just get to ask you about that resolution there. Uh, the student body this week is voting uh, mm-hmm. three days of voting. It's a symbolic resolution. What does that mean? So um, the student
1: government decided not to take it up. Um Unfortunately, there were a 1,000 signatures on it that gave it a petition status so it, it can be voted uh-huh. on by the entire student body. It doesn't really, you know, the university is not behind it. Uh, they have no power to really shut it down either. So it is symbolic, but I think what the students reflected to me is, you know, what is this going to do to an already heated environment? Um, some of the stories they told me were very disturbing, and, I'm, you know, I would personally feel unsafe being on that campus. Um, we know that parents are emotionally charged over these resolutions as well. Um, they, these Jewish students formed a group, and, and to their credit, it's, uh, it's to help talk about the terms being used in this resolution. Yeah. So they really just want to put some facts on the ground, establish you know certain truths. What does this word mean? In the hopes that they can you know facilitate better dialogue.
0: Yeah, the group is called uh, Fog or Facts on the Ground, in fact. Um, What are some of the things that they want to, what are some of the myths that they want to dispel?
1: Yeah, um, well, they want to talk about these terms. They want to say, you know, what does it actually mean to conduct a genocide? Let's look historically at what has happened, you know, to Jews and and to other groups as well. What does this word mean? Is Israel uh, really you know, conducting a genocide? Is Palestine conducting a genocide? What do these very serious terms that we're throwing around really loosely, uh, what do they mean? And how can talking about truth and objective reality help get us to, you know, understand each other, at least as humans? Um, you know, one of the girls I spoke to said she just couldn't handle, you know, someone was calling her a terrorist out in the middle oh. of uh, the Diag for her necklace, and no one did anything. And, and I think that that standing by of people and allowing this hate to fester is is what bothered her even more than what was happening itself.
0: Well, if you've cracked open a history book to pre-World War II in Germany, you don't need to – it doesn't take very long for you to understand how that sort of thing happened then, too. And I'm not saying that this is equivalent to that, but it behooves all of us to know our history. Uh, When you talk about terminology, just recently the term from the river to the sea – has been under great debate uh recently because Jews see that very much as a call to obliterate their existence and the history uh does show that that is the case that that term has been used by Hamas uh for that they want to they want to eradicate uh the Jewish population uh certainly in that area and to gain control so that's you know you're a word person Mm -hmm. it's interesting (laughs) isn't it when you see when you see people arguing over these terms right and and what the student said
1: is you know we we understand to some extent that that's your perspective but when you're hearing from leaders when you're hearing from professors and instructors and members of congress and other leaders in society that know that's not what this word means or you can make it mean whatever you want that gives permission to an entire generation of, of, you know, younger people who are still learning, still learning history and still learning what words mean. It gives them permission to, uh, you know, change that. And, and I don't think that's appropriate at this point. I think what these Jewish students are trying to do in let's agree on some terminology and then move forward um, is a really helpful approach.
0: And uh, what happens next? We have just a half a minute left here. What happens next here at U of M with these resolutions?
1: Well, they're anxiously uh, awaiting the outcome of the vote mm. and then they'll they'll turn their focus, you know, more to their bigger mission. But this has been their immediate um, call to action.
0: Cat- uh, Caitlin Buss, thank you so much for joining us. A reporter for the Detroit News. Great article today about this topic in the paper. Thanks, Caitlin. We're glad you could join us. Thanks, Marie. And we'll continue here on WJR.